Hello, and welcome to OKC Span, the only podcast called OKC Span. Hello, hello, and hello, and welcome. 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 Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, Nate. Welcome, Marty. Thanks. Welcome to your house. Welcome back to your show. Hey, man, it's been a minute. Uh, I'm excited to be back. Back at it. I'm back, and I'm laying down a new track, swinging like a lumberjack with an axe, cutting right to right to the root. Uh, cutting so, right to toot to the root. Toot toot. Root toot. Do 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 do. Uh, welcome everyone out there and, uh, out there in Oklahoma city and beyond. Can um, I, can I just take a moment? Sorry to no, interrupt there. Please. Just to say, um, welcome. <laughs> welcome to our guests. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> to any of you who have stayed this far. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Hey guys. Welcome. <laughs> um, that it's, you know that there are people who are just like, you know, fuck this. I'm not listening, I'm not listening to these guys say welcome anymore. Ready to, <laughs> ready to hear about the news. Oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I just want to listen to anything else. I'll just be an uninformed citizen. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer ignorance. Thank you very much. Welcome to OKC Span. Uh, that stands for, uh, according to my main man, Nate, that stands for overweight, crazy chickens. Sharing pizzas at night. It's actually a crazy chickens. <laughs> with a K. Yeah. No. It's very important that you notice that the crazy starts with K. <laughs> so dumb. Uh, Which is what we're doing here. Oh, I mean, if you think, if you really think about it, that's like what we're up to is like. How is conversation really different from a pizza? It's not. I mean, in really most conversations, where they've really gotten started, where they've really kicked off, is with a I mean, yeah, God, Azaw. I should have ordered a pizza for this. I mean, you've you've got like the the cheesy bits of conversation, sort mm. of the mm. uh, the small talk, and then you've got the uh, the sauce, oh, it, yeah. if you will, okay, which and, is like the insight, right? Right, and then and then you really get into the meat of it. Mm. Um, which is the crust. <laughs> the meat is the crust. That's how I take that. I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> oh, oh goodness. Well, this is a, this is a podcast, uh, called OKC span colon podcast edition. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> we're drinking coffee, uh, instead of beers this time. There's going to be a lot more, uh, slurping. That goes on. Hell no. <laughs> I'm, I'm an asshole when I drink coffee and, and when I drink beer, but. <laughs> nope. No, that's the worst. Oh, boy. Uh, that, made me, that made me die a little bit inside. Um, so this is OKC Span. Uh, it's a podcast about Twitter and a Twitter uh, about local government. Welcome. Welcome. And so... Uh, <laughs> It has been a couple of weeks since we've recorded a new episode, so I'm going to go in uh, the Wayback Machine, way back, going way in the Wayback Machine, to the 8th of October. There was a city council meeting that day, and what did they talk about? Oh, you know what they did? They talked about 
building a double surf machine for the boathouse district. <laughs> That's what they needed. You know what, guys? Let me just tell you. Um, maps is nothing without uh, its tr- proven track record of being the responsible management of public money. <laughs> That's what maps is. You ever, have you ever thought about what maps three as a penny sales tax for the last 10 years that we're going to use to build a double surf machine and make some inflatable water slides down in the boathouse district, a district that is wink, wink underwater <laughs> financially. Um, you, you will be happy to know that I've come up with a solution for how we can block this surf machine from being built. Okay. And it rests solely on a technicality, um, <laughs> which is my favorite kind of solution, but oh, yes, um, absolutely. But surfing is where you stand on a surfboard mm-hmm. and you ride a wave, right? There okay. are no boats involved, oh. and therefore it has no place in the boathouse district. Interesting. A That's- district that is self-proclaimed to be about boats and their respective and, Well, and houses. also houses. <laughs> That's right. We can't forget the important part, the houses. Um, you know, this sounds like I'm kidding. And it's not. And um, I have a column, as you're probably familiar, uh, freepressokc.com. My column is called How the Sausage Gets Made. <laughs> I love it. But, I'm uh, a vegetarian, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, but I got to use some just corny-ass language in that. Like I said, uh, you know, the project was voted to be sent for bid with only Hammond voting against it. Cowabunga. <laughs> uh, stupid. But, but yeah, no, they really, uh, you know how much that surf machine costs? Three million dollars? No, no, half that. One and a half million dollars? <laughs> One and a half million dollars is, is correct. You know what, uh, you know what I would pay for a surf machine like that? Easily a hundred dollars. <laughs> Easily. I'd be like, yeah, yo, you're selling that. <laughs> when they when they have to put this on clearance because the whole thing is a fucking waste of money and it's gone under. <laughs> Could they not just like re repurpose the wave pool at Whitewater? Surely enough of the pieces are there that they could just. Do you mean at Whitewater Bay? Yeah, well, at Hurricane Harbor now. Hurricane Harbor, Whitewater. It's Hurricane Harbor at Whitewater Bay, right? I don't know. Brought to you by the project formerly the known as Whitewater Bay, right? The <laughs> Angels of Anaheim. Could we, uh, surely it's just like pushing water, right? Like it, same, same idea. It is almost precisely the same idea. Um, the, the guy who runs, and let me just say, this is, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to really take a, take a rare opportunity here to be deeply, deeply partisan because (laughs) let me, let me tell you what I think about this whole boathouse project. It's a boondoggle. Boondoggle. <laughs> uh, no, I knew that you knew I was going to say that, but no, I really think like the guy who came and talked to the council about it just was as, just as smarmy, just so self-confident as though he didn't notice that he's asking for one and a half million dollars a week after asking for four million dollars to keep afloat this failed business. I mean... And this is maps. You know, like you remember the trolley? Uh, oh, yeah. You I'm remember the trolley? Very familiar with it. So uh, that was such 
a fucking failure that the chamber pulled the public about projects to suggest for this, and they pulled about expanding the streetcar. And it pulled so badly that they didn't put it on there because they knew it would tank maps. That's how bad. So, so, so far, maps three is all fucking garbage with the possible exception of Scissor Tail Park. That's a, that's a doozy. <laughs> well, we, we've had our, uh, we've had our anti-sponsorship from them already. So, oh yes. Um, I, I know that we like to start the show off with a good, uh, 20 minute long tangent. So I will, I will be sure to facilitate that. Uh, right here. <laughs> but um, I have a little story from the other day about the streetcar that I think just perfectly sums up all of Maps 3. So I was at lunch with someone near and dear to me that is not affiliated <laughs> with this podcast. And, uh, and she or he <laughs> and I were having a lovely meal and all of a sudden we hear this, this sound. It's, it goes a little something like this. And I thought to myself, what is this sound interrupting our lovely meal on a patio at Cultivar? What is this dulcet tone? (laughs) I quickly realized that there was a car, the wheels of which were inside of the white line of the parallel parking spot, but the freakishly long side mirror of which was outside of the white line. This posed an interesting problem for the streetcar operator who did not know whether he should continue or not. So he gets out. Well, not he, but the the guy whose sole job it is to get out and tow people um, gets out and gets out his little notepad, writes down the license plate, and then just folds in the mirror and the streetcar passes. And as it Lost. passes, I the, the best part of this interaction is that I had this realization as they passed that there were two conductors on the streetcar. And a person whose job it is to write down license plates and fold in mirrors <laughs> and zero passengers. <laughs> so nobody on the streetcar was inconvenienced by this. Oh, oh boy, what a, what a stupid project that was. Which led me to wonder if a streetcar honks in the woods <laughs> and no rider is there to hear it. Does it make a sound? That's a good question. And uh, uh, accepting certain metaphysical presuppositions, yes. <laughs> yeah, I would have to agree. Uh, um, well, uh, you know, I'll get into, give me uh, another 20 minutes and I'll get into the streetcar <laughs> again because, oh boy, do I have some beef. Do I have some vegetarian beyond some fake impossible meat beef, beef? Some impossible beef with the streetcar right now. Um, so... Yeah, we this surf machine. It's just uh, it's stupid. The they call that whitewater facility at the boathouse district. So they couldn't even come up with a better name than the name of the water park that we already have uh, in town. That says a lot to me. But you know, it's always the smartest guys in the room that are in charge of shit like this, right? Oh, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, so I want to just say hats off. Thanks, former mayor Mick Cornette, for the great job you did. I want to say the hats off, uh, concerned taxpayer Jim, Jim Couch. Couch, former city manager. And uh, gosh, to all of, all of the former city councilors who – came up with these projects and the citizen advisory boards, you guys have all really 
you know, really fucked us uh, over, uh, really made sure that we have a legacy of bullshit. And here's the thing. I plan on voting yes for MAPS 4. My God, God knows why. I mean, what, really, th- at this point, I'm going to vote yes, and 10 years from now, I'm going to assume that they'll gut any spending on parks, addressing homelessness, mental health, diversion hub. They're going to gut all that stuff, Palomar. And it's just going to be, we're going to build three stadia, <laughs> like extra. We're going to actually build where the soccer arena is going to go. We're going to build that four stories. So there's four different arenas stacked up. You know, I, you know, I, the soccer stadium is the one thing, the one stadium that I'm actually kind of excited about <laughs> out of the, out of the big flashy chamber of commerce projects. Yeah. But I'm not encouraging <clears> – <throat> I'm not discouraging anybody from voting yes, but I'm not encouraging anyone to vote yes on MAPS 4. I, I just – the closer we get to it, the more concerned and irritated I am by it. Absolutely. I'm going to invite the mayor to come on this podcast and try to convince me to vote for it. Well, last little bit of this tangent here while we're on it um, that frustrates me is, you know, the the, the Boathouse District was built, MAPS 3 project. Um Scissor Hill Park was built, MAPS 3 project. Uh, streetcar, MAPS 3 project. We have all of these things that were built out of a regressive tax, a sure. sales tax that disproportionately affects low-income, poor people, uh, not people who are wealthy, not the concerned taxpayers, not the, uh, not the millionaires, not the billionaires in our city. This is a project that was paid for by the people and specifically by the low-earning people of our city. Mm-hmm. And yet, not really one of these projects benefits the low-earning people of this city. So it's, it's the streetcar. Not yeah. only is it not public transportation, but there's also a fare associated with riding the streetcar, even though it was paid for by the people. Uh, Sister Hill Park, it's not free to rent a boat, as we talked about. You have to pay to rent a boat. The... Uh, what was oh, the river sport district? It's not free to go there. It's not free to use those facilities. And when the surfing machine is available, it's, it's going to cost like 20 bucks to use the surfing machine. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it's, <clears throat> it's money that people have already paid to construct the facility, but the operations don't allow for it to be something that everyone of this city can enjoy for free as being a citizen of this city. And Agreed. that's a problem for me. Agreed. We, we spend money on things as a city and that we specifically don't tax the rich in the city. We tax the poor in this city. And then that money is used to build things that then have a cost prohibitive entrance fee. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell. I, it's all very frustrating to me. Um, yeah. So something else that happened in that city council meeting on the eighth was uh, that, uh, this, uh, I've been following this for a little bit, but there's a development, <clears throat> a guy is trying to build some homes with sort of a rent to own kind of a thing uh, using, Credits from Oklahoma Housing Finance uh, Administration or Authority? Uh, authority. is authority, isn't it? Yeah. And no, it's agency. It's not, neither of the ones that we had said. It's agency. Oklahoma Housing Finance Agency. Uh, OFA, I've always called it. And so I use OFA versus OCHA. When, when I was with the Homeless Alliance, those were the two agencies that we most frequently ha- used to house people. Um, so uh, the neighborhood next to where this development is going, they really are concerned about the poor people being taken care of, making sure that they're not getting taken advantage of. They're concerned that, you know, all the dust and noise that those poor people will have to put up with. 
just like every excuse they could come up with. But And this sounds like a scam. Sounds like they're really going to take advantage of these people. I don't want that to happen. Really what they mean is, I don't want poor people living next to us. We, we bought, that, bought our houses. They said there wasn't going to be something there. Well, yeah, your broker wanted to sell that property. So uh, sorry about that, but don't trust salesmen. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, uh, my favorite complaint about it was that there are trees, like uh, quite a few trees on this plot where the <laughs> where the thing is going to go. And this woman said, right on the other side of those trees are T-Rex. <laughs> and there, the trees keep us safe from that noise. And, and I was like, is this like talking about a dinosaur? It turns <laughs> out that there's a company over there called the T-E-R-E-X, <laughs> like T-Rex, but she kept saying T-Rex. And I was like, what? Like, if you cut down these trees, the dinosaurs are going to know we're over here and they're going to come invading our homes. We're going to hear them all the time. We're going to see them. They're going to eat us? Who knows? <laughs> on that uh, note. Well, well anyway, uh, just thought that was great. Uh, T-Rex is on the other side. Really that familiar. First name basis with them, huh? <laughs> but also, with like, <laughs> maybe it's jazz fusion. <laughs> like, that's what they're afraid of hearing. All this, like, oh, T-Rex is over there constantly playing his <laughs> stupid intellectual rock. Was it always a nine-piece band? <laughs> in, in which case, if if that, you know, like, they're going to come and build by my home, and I'm like, ah, oh, no, the memorial separates us from the fish concert that I definitely <laughs> don't want to hear all the time. Like, I get that. Like, oh, no, we don't want to hear T-Rex. Well, that seems like a problem for your neighbors to solve. Anyway, um, I'm going ahead with that. Uh, development you'll be happy to hear i am um, happy to hear it at, out at coltrane in wilshire my mind has been on coltrane in wilshire since our last podcast i hear you this is in the opposite direction same thing though oh totally really oh this isn't the same one different one yeah this is southwest way southwest this is like mustang and that was uh clear in the conversation was that like uh we are in a really good school district and we don't want your poor kids that's really was some of the subtext of this Oof. and if any of the people in that neighborhood are listening uh i hope that that hurt your feelings <laughs> um, one more thing about that city council meeting is that we talked about, we, I listened, they spoke, but that Greenwell ordinance, the historic preservation, uh, Greenwell. Presto, Greenwell, the Presto Changeo, uh, uh, like sleight of hand, uh, et cetera, on, uh, the, Greenwell ordinance about changing historic preservation. And he invoked both the fifth and the sixth <laughs> amendment. Uh, he was saying that uh, speedy trial, which by the way, I don't know if you've ever read the bill of rights, but it's not talking about a lawsuit. A civil lawsuit. <laughs> no, yeah. That's specifically, definitely talking about criminal it is defense. Very specifically about criminal defense anyway. Uh, and also just this notion of illegal taking, the that, search and seizure thing, that's also a criminal thing, right? Like, Okay, well, I mean, it didn't invoke the Fourth Amendment, like uh, like we can't quarter soul, we can't be forced <laughs> to quarter soldiers in our, in our historic buildings. But uh, um, so like the illegal taking that they're raising these false alarms about, that's not even, that's just not even what it's about. Like that is specifically about taking the financial enjoyment of like 
the best like case law about this is somebody purchased oceanfront property for the purpose of building on it. And after they purchased it, the township passed a zoning law to prevent building on that property. Totally different from we have a building, you say it's historic, we want to destroy it. Uh, you know, like, no, you didn't, like, you aren't buying that to destroy it. You aren't, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just, it's a, it, but this is commonplace as a right wing uh, red herring uh, about property rights. And it's dumb. And uh, these guys are dumb. And it's a dumb thing. So it's dumb. I think we should give give everyone's property a social security number and treat them as a real person with all of the same rights. <laughs> hey, we're already doing it with corporations, right? Yeah, why why not with a piece of property? I think my gun, my gun should have a, it's, I've, I've given it a name. <laughs> What's your gun's name? Uh, it's Mary Lou. Mary Lou who? It's specifically <laughs> named after, it's a Cindy Lou, isn't it? Not Mary yeah, Lou. it's oh, definitely well. Cindy Lou. It's just her cousin. I named it after her cousin. I write uh, Dr. Seuss fanfic, actually, slash fic. It's very sexual in nature. It's very gross. You don't want to read any of it. But if you do, please visit my uh, GeoCities. <laughs> it's, uh, I've got it uh, all stored on my Zynga. Oh, the places you'll go. <laughs> oh, the places you know what will go. Giving the cat in the hat a whole oh, new trust meaning. me. <laughs> Horton hears a who. <laughs> Horton hears a what now? <laughs> uh, I think that's the episode title. <laughs> Horton hears a what Horton now? hears a what now? Uh, goodness. Okay, so on the 9th of October, uh, there was a Board of County Commissioners meeting. Wait, hold up. We are 14 days back. Still, we got to pick up the pace. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. Better hurry. Um, I just want to say just two things from that meeting that were important. One was that uh, they tried to get $100,000 to fund the jail trust, and the DA's office said that they weren't sure that was legal, so they <laughs> deferred that. Just remember that because it could have come up again a couple of times. Uh, and uh, guys, sad note, bittersweet, bittersweet note, not sad note, bittersweet note. At that meeting, uh, Commissioner Mon announced the retirement of seat warmer and assassin checker chief deputy of District 2, Steve Satterwhite. What a bummer. Yeah, he's retiring. And now is retired. As we're sitting here recording this, he is retired. But they announced that retirement at the October 9th meeting. But he gave him a standing O. Uh, but like the real kind where they stand up and clap, not the kind where they do it like at church camp. <laughs> when they stand up and they go, oh, and like, you know, not like that. Does this mean that Commissioner Mon will have an exceptionally cold ass for the rest of his uh, government career? Well, uh, unfortunately, yes. Uh, we don't know how long that'll be, though. Because somebody actually announced their candidacy for that seat in the upcoming election. One uh, young man named Spencer Hick, oh, man, it, Hick, Hick, Hicks. Spencer it would be Hicks. A, a real shame if this Hicks character came and warmed up this seat with his Ooh, new with, ass. With his own narrow, scrawny <laughs> ass. I've checked him out. <laughs> it's kind of... Anyway, uh, let's, <laughs> enough butt talk, enough butt stuff. 
so yeah, this is no this is no Dr. Seuss book. Let's keep that out of here. <laughs> this is no time for jokes. <laughs> uh, so uh, on uh, also on the 9th of October, I boarded a plane for Chicago, and I was gone until the 14th of October. And what a week it was. It was cold, and I didn't have a coat. Oh, Shame on me. That's a Chicago mistake right there. Well, you know, I've lived there for so long, you, I, you just would think I would be prepared for weather. No, I was cold the whole time. That's okay, though. Um, got to perform a wedding while I was there for dear dear friends, like brother to me, Sam. So that was good. Um, so that's why there's a gap from the 9th until the 15th, at which point there was a special joint meeting. Not marijuana cigarettes, mm. though. No. I went to it thinking it was a special joint meeting, and it was at the police station, and they arrested all of us. <laughs> Free boat giveaway. <laughs> um, no, it was a joint meeting of the city council, the planning commission, and the historic preservation commission. Um, very fancy. They had a huge. They had a booklet that uh, that they made <laughs> spiral so spiral bound notebook like meet book. Uh, they had a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're not fooling around. So this was the unveiling of the Preserve OKC plan. This is part of the comprehensive plan, which is, what is it called? One. It's not one OKC. Maybe it is. I don't know. It's one of the stupid, like, everything's lowercase, you know? <laughs> like they got uh, their pedestrian and cycling infrastructures, bike walk OKC. It's all lowercase, one word, smashed together. And this is preserve OKC, one I love word, it. smashed together, lowercase. As a designer, <laughs> I love it when people treat their brand like a Wi-Fi password for no reason. <laughs> Seeing, that is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, we're going to replace this letter with a number. Yeah, what do you, what do you think the pass, like, like that's the name of the network is preserve OKC and the password is OKC1 exclamation point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Capital O, Num- lowercase KC, okay. because they're lazy. It's number one, and then OKC, all lowercase, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> one B N. What? Why is that? I uh, just, I got tired <laughs> typing on that. So this is on the heels of Bike Walk OKC, but in advance of the sustainability, the sustainable development plan, which, what do you think they're going to call that? Fuck if I know. Yeah, I assume it's going to be sustain OKC. I really don't. Uh, I don't know, but uh, green, yeah. greener city, safer air, better tires home with your cars. <laughs> yeah, drive more OKC. Uh, part of the sustainable development is like, how do we build more sustainable parking garages? <laughs> um, and if you build it, they will come. Except for they won't, because as I. Cited before, the city manager said that the reason that the arts garage is not full is because when they built it, there wasn't a garage on the other side. And so that was an argument somehow for building another (sighs) parking garage. You say wasn't full. I prefer to think of it as not empty. (laughs) That's what I, my, every time Joe Beth says that that parking garage is half empty, I'm like, well, but I'm an optimist. So (laughs) I call that garage half full. But, uh, so yeah, that joint meeting about Preserve OKC was, um, it was okay. I, you know, it's funny that there's this rush from Greenwell and Stone Cipher to pass this, um, 
this Greenwell ordinance when we're just about to launch this plan in like March. They can't wait until March. There's nothing on the horizon right now that, that requires haste. And yet here we are. I wonder it, this is purely speculative because I have, I have absolutely no understanding of the uh, intricacies of local government, but do either (laughs) of them have a vested interest in destroying any historic structures? You know, uh, it wouldn't surprise me to find out that they did, but no, uh, I, it seems like it's a principle. It's just argument. odd that this would be like the priority if there's like no, like it's almost weirder. Like I would be relieved to find out that there was corruption going on because it's weirder <laughs> to be like jamming through a historic preservation bill if like you have no vested interest. I mean, well, Greenwell is the councilman jam of our council. <laughs> So it is kind of like getting jammed, but no, I don't, I really don't know why, why the haste it is, it is because, well, here's why. We're going to, we're going to find out they're trying to turn like the Gaylord Pickens museum into like a punch burger or something. <laughs> Great. Very good. Uh, the, that's what, that's the plan for the egg shelter. It's going to be a new Brahms over there or something. Um, that would make so much sense. Oh goodness gracious! No, I, I, I just don't, I don't know why. But we got to hear this really great plan for pres- preservation. Um, I would point out that wards five and eight have none of the historic overlay districts uh, and very few historic sites. Uh, so their concern over wards two, six, and seven seem interesting let me say interesting they have their reasons uh one more note about that joint meeting uh in addition to there not being drugs there was a press table and i got to sit at that and uh i was behind uh, the mayor came through and shook hands with everybody from the council so gross everybody from the historic preservation commission everyone from the planning commission and he walked by us by Bill Crum and me, my colleague in the news field. And he goes, guys, didn't shake our hand. Tuesday at this week's city council meeting afterward, I was going back to visit uh, Ward 6 city councilor, Joe Beth Hammond. And the mayor came through and he said, hi, Marty. And he stuff goes, hey, and made a really serious face and shook my hand. <laughs> and it was kind of funny. <laughs> like He's like, hey, shake, That's shake, funny. shake. I'm I'm going to give you a spare microphone, and every time you see the mayor, I want you to just drop, drop the it. microphone hey, like hey, in front of him. Look how cool this is. Hey, check it out. <laughs> you inspired me, man. I, I look like I've had a rough night. Check it out. <laughs> um, yeah, so at that preservation meeting, they had signs. All the participants in the uh, the various bodies had signs in front of them. And they were only printed on one side and nobody knew, like, do you turn that around so that the people across the way can know who you are or do you keep it facing? Because some of them kept it facing themselves. Regardless, there were people who I was like, I don't know that person's name because I can't see (laughs) see the white side of their sign. So here's for all you event planners who ever need to have a panel. And the panel is in the round or three-quarter thrust as this was. Um. In theater terms. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, 
two-sided signs. That way people, like I could sit behind Larry McAtee and Todd Stone and see their signs and know who was in front of me. But also anybody sitting across the room could see their names. So I think that would be helpful. That's I, As a veteran event planner, never, no, I don't know anything about So that boring meeting was boring. Um, <laughs> so was my, time, my talk about it. So you feel free to cut that whole thing out. I don't even give a shit. Joint meeting. More like need a joint meeting. Am I right, <laughs> Am I right guys? <laughs> um, on the 16th of October, there was a Board of County Commissioners meeting that was interesting for a couple of reasons. One, that the jail trust came up and funding it with $100,000. Let me just say, too, this $100,000 is already spent. Uh, you know, they've got expenses. They've, they've uh, commissioned an independent financial uh, report on the jail operations. Uh, that, that costs money. They've had legal counsel this whole time that they haven't been paying for, and that that firm needs to get paid. Um, and of course they will. I mean, is John Michael Williams, he's not, he's nobody's fool. He's not doing this work thing. Well, I hope I get paid for this one day. You know, no, he's, he's been in the business for a minute. He knows what he's up to. Um, but they need to pay him. They need to pay like they had the planning meeting. They hired a facilitator for that. They need to pay for that. You know, there are various costs that they've already incurred. So most of this money's gone before they've even gotten it. But they brought it to the budget board. The budget board said that they would approve it. This was in August that they voted they would approve it, but with certain stipulations pending a contract between the Board of County Commissioners and the Criminal Justice Authority, the jail trust. And the DA's office has thus far been pretty quiet about the jail trust and issues of legality. They haven't offered their opinion on very much. Uh, And then out of nowhere, they're like, we should say we don't think this is legal. <laughs> like you can't have a contract. You can't require this because it's a public trust. So one of the many purposes of a public trust is to shield a government body from liability. So, you know, just like the public buildings authority, there are three trustees and those are the county commissioners. If one of them is not there, their deputy cannot sit in on that authority um, because they're not a trustee. It's not the Board of County Commissioners. It just so happens that the Board of County Commissioners are those members make up the trust, right? So it shields if something, you know, somebody got hurt by a piece of the marble falling off of the ICB, uh, they would sue the county, but they would sue the Public Buildings Authority for not having secured that property. Instead of the entire county being liable, it's almost like an LLC for the government. Precisely so. That is exactly right. And so for the budget board to require this contract and these stipulations gives them oversight legally to the trust. And that's which gives them liability, gives them liability. And it's also just not in keeping with the purpose of a trust and this trust specifically. And it's just annoying too. I'll it's add annoying. that. <laughs> it's really irritating. We'll uh, fund you if. If, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, this contract came again before the BOCC and they didn't approve it because they couldn't, they struck it from the record, but then they put it, they put it onto the budget board uh, agenda for the next day. And, uh, and the budget board voted unanimously to approve that hundred thousand dollars for the jail trust. Well, there we go. I'll get back to that in a second too, oh. because that's kind of interesting. But um, so the jail trustee was not legal. 
No, um, something I've never seen at the county level. And in fact, the commissioners said none of them, of course, two of them are as new to this as I am, but uh, Commissioner Mon hasn't had this experience yet. A bunch of uh, residents of the county petitioned for a new road. It's extending southeast 23rd out by Handy Road. It's way out, way out southeast. There's one person who has a piece of property that's completely isolated from a roadway. And so they got the signatures of 12 freeholders. That's people who own land not associated. And then three people whose land would be affected all in the area agreeing we would like to extend 23rd Street onto this woman's property so that she has uh, egress from her property to the road. So she can drive anywhere in the city. <laughs> so that she could uh so that she could get home. Yeah. She could leave <laughs> leave her property. She could land like no, I mean like so it's for the uh the guy who petition who brought the petition, it it's like a family member of his and he was like, We just want to get this taken care of so our kids don't have to deal with it. And I was like, I can respect that. I can appreciate it. Also this guy uh before the uh Meeting started, his phone went off, and it was like a really rocking guitar, like ACDC or something like that. And I leaned over to Anna Langthorne, was sitting nearby, and I was like, all right, over under on this guy's phone going off during the meeting. She said, what? And I was like, 15 minutes. You think it'll be sooner than that, or you think it'll be later? She goes, I think more like 20. I said, so you're over. I'll take under. And 12 minutes in, <laughs> 12 minutes into the meeting, that guy's phone went off, and I looked at her. I was like, Yes. I win. Uh, we put no money on that bet. Unfortunately for me, we didn't bet on it. But um, I, I just want to say to be the devil's advocate that um, I've never searched for a property detached from a road. Like when when <laughs> well, my realtor no. was saying, like, where where do you want to look for a house? I I definitely didn't say to her, could you find us some properties that have no access points from the grid whatsoever. Right. I want to uh, get permission to walk onto my property and I want to <laughs> never leave it again. I want to ask this guy who lives over here has these, these 10 acres. Yeah. No, I, you know, doing wills and estate stuff before, like we've had, we had, I remember one property in particular was divvied up among four, uh, four progeny of the people who had died. And, uh, we kind of had to find a way to cut up that land. so, And it was weird, but we had to kind of find a way to cut up that land so that all four pieces of this property abutted a uh, county road. This is in Pottawatomie County. And it was really like, it looked like gerrymandering. It was <laughs> silly looking like the property lines on this, on the roadside were really goofy looking. But, you know, I didn't know that it was not legal I didn't know that it was legal to have a property that, but yeah, there are a lot of places where you get an easement to create a roadway, a driveway through somebody else's property and usually have to pay for that enjoyment, uh, you know, up front, which is cool. That's, I mean, and it's neighborly to let somebody do that, whatever, you know, you can't expect people to be good neighbors though. I just thought it was interesting that they petitioned for a new road and the County was like, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> we could do that. It's <laughs> just, it's it's bizarre to me from like an outsider's perspective to think that you would ever like build a property off of a road in the first place. I believe that this was uh, somebody owned property and seeded a portion of it 
to a relative, like gave them some of the property and uh, so that they could build a home there. And now they need to, in order to build that home, they need to extend that road. Oh, weird. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm not a freeholder or a locked up holder. <laughs> I don't own anything. Uh, I barely own uh, these shoes that I'm wearing, for example, that keep making squeaking noises beneath me. So at the Public Buildings Authority meeting, I mentioned the uh, a piece of marble falling off of the uh, Investors Capital Building, the ICB, the Insane Clown Building, if you will. <laughs> um, that happens. Uh, it's got ceramic, no, yeah, porcelain and uh, and marble exterior, and it's all a facade. Uh, that building's getting a rehab on the exterior, uh, which will be interesting. It'll increase the value of the property, but it'll also decrease liability because pieces of marble falling off a building downtown is really not safe. It's not a good look. No, it's not. And uh, also, it's literally not a good look. The building's kind of ugly, especially where that stuff is broken off of it. So I, I would imagine. Rehabbing it for the uh, the original exterior is brick. I think it'll be really pretty when they do it. I think that rocks. <laughs> it's a marble joke. Yeah, I gotcha. It's good. I mean, well, I went to It's good. I I got it though, and it made me made me laugh for some reason. I appreciate it. Um, so at that budget board meeting, get back to that uh, jail trust funding, hundred thousand dollars. I was like, I look for the sheriff to vote no on this. Why? Because he's not because he's mad. He's been in his feelings this whole time since the trust came up, uh, and he voted aye. He voted in favor of it, and I stopped him afterward to get a quote uh, for an article I wrote about it, and he said, Yeah, I voted for it. I think it's good. It's fine. I voted for it in August. I think, good. Let them take over. They want it. Let them have it. Let them, let them take over the jail and let them take, start taking responsibility for it. And he said, he said, I, if I was Jesus Christ, there'd still be these problems with the jail. <laughs> I was really hilarious. And he said, he said, everything that happens is my fault. Did you know that? And I said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, your kid gets the flu. That's my fault. And I said, oh, I'm, okay. Because so I, I just think some people got involved in this that mean well, but I don't think they realize the awesome responsibility that they've taken on. And, uh, and he um, said all of this on the record. Yes. That is incredible. I agree. And uh, I'm sure that if Mark Myers had been standing there, he might have said, that's not, hey, no, hey, that's not on the record. But he didn't. You better print every goddamn word of that. I that's put, incredible. I put most of it. I didn't put the Jesus Christ quote in it because it <laughs> sounded so improbable that I was like, this will just take away from my article because people will look at it and go, no way he said that. But it was like, it, they literally said, if I was Jesus Christ, we'd still have these problems with the jail. Well, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's how the sausage gets made. Check out my column at Free Press OKC. Dot com. So uh, that same day as the budget board, I went to a criminal justice advisory council meeting. The CJAC, if you will. CJAC. Um, and one thing that was really interesting about that meeting to me, um, Judge Price talked a little bit about problems with sentencing. Uh, like, it's really important uh, – Every time we talk about the jail, I want to point out that about 80% of people in the jail, maybe a little more, have not been convicted of a crime, right? They are pre-sentencing. They haven't been convicted. Now, some of them, I guess an argument can be made that some of them need to be there because they've, what, they're, they're danger, a danger to the public. 
not 80 percent, not 1,400 people locked up who are – there's no way there are 1,400 people in that building who are a danger to the public. So this right? is Gotham City. Like. Exactly. That's Arkham <laughs> over there, right? Like it's the home for the criminally insane. <laughs> it's me, Christian Bale. Let him out. Let these people out. <laughs> It's me being Bane. <laughs> and today's podcast is brought to you by Christopher Nolan. You're quite wrong, Mr. Wayne. Now I think <laughs> that's pretty we good. should let these people out. That's pretty good. We should let all of them out on the streets. <laughs> that's, a, that's an uncanny invitation there, Nate. Thank you. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> um, Someone who is very near and dear to me, who's not affiliated with this podcast, hates it when I do that impression. I'm, she or he may be making a face right now about it. They could be. They are not affiliated, so I will not even look in their direction while I record this. If they're even here, they may not even they're be not, in it's this It's possible. Home. If or not. Uh, anyway, so at CJEC, uh, one of the judges talked about... Um, some of the people who were locked up there, some of the 80% of people who haven't been convicted of a crime who are in our jail, because a jail and prison, not the same thing. That's um, a, I shouldn't have to say that, but people are ignorant of that. So, so jail is where people go and await trial and they are in jail during trial if they're not wealthy enough to get bonded out. And um, typically the only crime that anyone in a jail has committed as being too poor to bail themselves out of as far as waiting trial people being locked up for a long time uh without having been convicted yeah that's that's typically the case uh sometimes somebody's accused of a crime so outrageous that even though they're rich jeffrey epstein for example he was uh in jail when he died he was not in prison when he died uh some say he completed suicide i say no fucking way <laughs> did he complete suicide. He was definitely like definitely murdered, right? Like for sure. I mean, like, is there anybody who doesn't think that he was murdered? Anyway, um, some people. So jail is where you go when you're poor and you're waiting to get sent to prison. Prison is where you go after you lost your case, right? And you've been sentenced. Uh, you've been convicted of of a crime, and you've been sentenced to. Even if it's not that long, as sometimes, you know, there's a 20% of people in the jail. Some of them are serving short-term sentences. They were found guilty, and it's just like they're just going to sit out their time there. Some of them have pleaded, have pled guilty and they uh, to misdemeanors or whatever, and they don't have the money for the fines, and they'll choose to sit it out because they don't have the money and they want to get it off of their record. Uh, but 80% or more of people there have not been convicted of a crime. So— uh, this judge brought up uh, two problems with a portion of that population who are locked up in the jail. Uh, the first problem is geography. Like Oklahoma City is huge. It's 622 square miles. And that uh, stretches into it's, – it's in Oklahoma County for the most part, but it also stretches into Pottawatomie County, Cleveland, Cleveland County, County, and yeah. Canadian County, right? And so if you got arrested, let's say – by Fire Lake Grand Casino. That's in Pottawatomie County. If you got arrested by an Oklahoma City police out there, I don't think that's very likely, but it could happen, you know. Um, or if you were in the part of, you know, 
if you were south of Moore in Oklahoma City and got arrested by an Oklahoma City police, but you're in Cleveland County at that point, you're still coming to county jail because it's the city police that arrested you. Chances are they're not going to take you into Norman because why would they go into Norman? They're Oklahoma City police, right? So you get arrested in Oklahoma City. Not to mention that the other cities have city jails. So some of them, some of them do, uh, you know, Shawnee doesn't really have a city jail as much as it's the county safety center, kind of like our jail here. It's much better. Um, you know, it's not, it doesn't have a flooded basement full of raw sewage uh, in the kitchen. So it's <laughs> got that going slurry. for it. Yes. It's got that muffin monster going. Um, but right. So if somebody's arrested uh, for something, uh, for even a felony in, in the city, but out of the county, they're going to have to wait to get arraigned in the county where that happened. So that isn't necessarily going to happen immediately and doesn't necessarily, it's not really up to us, to Oklahoma City or to the county. You know what I'm saying? It's certainly not up to the county to make some other county arraign uh, uh, somebody who's incarcerated in our county. So similarly, if you pick somebody up for a misdemeanor, but they have a felony warrant in another another county somewhere, say I don't know, Kingfisher County, but they get arrested here, uh, they get picked up on a misdemeanor, but they got a felony warrant, we take them to the county jail. We can, how long do you think we're going to wait for the sheriff of Kingfisher County to send a deputy to come and get that person and take them up there uh, to get arraigned in their county? And what are we supposed to pay for one of our you know, two of our deputies to drive that person out to Kingfisher County. That's two more people that we don't have on a shift that we're paying for. And we can try to, we have to make a contract, a memorandum of understanding for us, and then some kind of contract to get those other counties to reimburse us for those costs. Or, you know what we can do? Cut them loose. Oh, yeah. Just we, let them go. You got this many days. We're not going to hold them for more than five days. Uh, you don't want to come get them. We're going to cut them loose, right? Now, uh, I will say dubiously, the chief of police, uh, Wade Gorley, new new chief of police here in Oklahoma City, he said, the problem with cutting them loose is that if they have a charge in some other place, they're probably doing that same crime around here. <laughs> like, what, that, that's a leap in logic. But his thing was like, if they got a burglary warrant in McLean County, they're probably doing burglaries around here. I'm like, I don't know if that's like— Hey, you know, I've got this great burglary racket going on in McLean County. I think I'll take my, I'll take the show on the road. I'm going to, I'm going to get a ride to Oklahoma County so I can burglarize some places. <laughs> like I don't, I just don't think that's happening. Now, Might I, even steal myself a car so I can go burglarize more <laughs> counties. <laughs> uh, got some real kingpins coming to Oklahoma City to do crime. Might steal some canvas to make some of those bags with dollar signs on them. <laughs> that you see, uh, how much felt? How, how much? Uh, how much value of a bolt of felt can I get uh, in order to make a little black mask that I can wear? <laughs> I'm going to knock off a Hobby Lobby for all the paint pins they've got. <laughs> uh, and finally, rubble, rubble. <laughs> um, no, I just, I found that dubious at best. Uh, yeah, uh, but I was, I do find that interesting, the, the, the issues about geography and location. So what was um, issue number two? That was uh, similarly, but that was when somebody has worn another county and we hold them. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Um, 
whereas if we arrest them here in Oklahoma City, but they're in a different county, that's it's a little different. But because that's one of our surrounding counties, and we can get them there, but we can't hurry up that process of arraignment like we can for for our district court, because our district court is largely on board with hurrying the process. They're not as on board as the city is about like let's don't hold them for a misdemeanor, you know, for or for jail fees or court costs, you know. So no, I just thought it was interesting. It was funny. It's 30, 40, 30 to forty dollars a day or so uh, to incarcerate somebody at our county jail, and uh, when it's somebody from some other county that we're locking up for that amount of, for that cost, again they can be on the hook to reimburse us, but they don't have to. I mean, they can say no. I, they could just not pay it, right? What are we gonna? Like a trumpet, if we're you gonna, will. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go uh, arrest the sheriff of Pottawatomie County for not paying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would but, love to see but, them try oh, though. Oh, I would love it. A shootout between the deputies. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, the purpose-driven court clerk, uh, Rick Warren, said, "For that cost, we could just hire an Uber and send them back home." <laughs> you know, like all we that much in a. Pair of handcuffs, and we could just get an Uber and send them send them back to Garfield County. <laughs> Pretty great. I would uh, hate to be that Uber driver, though. Just yeah, like sheriffs yeah. shoving a uh, convicted felon into whoa, the whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, guys, what's this? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, no, come back. What is uh, uh, and where to, pal? <laughs> just drop me off at the next block. I got another house to burglarize. <laughs> Brought my burglary show to Oklahoma County. Can you take me to Hobby Lobby? I'm all out of masks. <laughs> I like it. Um, went to the Arts Council last week. I haven't been to an Arts Council meeting before. And you know what? It sucked. No, it was okay, but it was mostly boring. What was great was that Dusty, uh, you know, Dusty oh, yeah. G, uh, they had an uh, agenda item to review his mural, Big James, at Blue Garden because he didn't get that permitted properly. And so they wanted to talk about it. And it was dumb, but he brought up a poem, a sonnet, and rhyming couplets talking about how dumb the rules were. And it was really great. I would encourage you to go and look at Oki Dust, at Oki Dust on Instagram, and read his poem. He posted some screenshots of his goofy poem, and it was really funny to me. The sidebar. Mm-hmm. But... I think that every single billboard in town should have to go by the same permitting process as all murals in towns because a billboard is no different from a mural. Well, it's just a mural with a uh, a corporate um, interest. It's just a mural that encourages people to spend their money with corporations. And so. our local ordinances apply the same way to murals as they do to signs, but... If you're going to put up a sign, it's one thing, but a billboard on the highway, apparently different. Interesting. Why? Well, because one's a corporate interest and one is just some... Just, you know, just some public art. Dirty, smelly, hippie artist. <laughs> some um, pot-smoking doobie brother. Doobie brother. <laughs> He's a doobie bro. I'm a Bernard brother. <laughs> He's a doobie bro. Doobie bro. Um... Yeah, so anyway, check out Dusty's thing. I want to get to city council from this week because it was infuriating and interesting. So there is a development on 11th between Walker and Dewey being built there. And uh, they're building a parking lot on the back end of the property with 
my understanding, 120 parking spots. Um, so guess what? Midtown's about to have 120 more cars all the time. I mean, just all the time when that gets built. They also petitioned to build a couple of new parking spots on Dewey, parallel spots on Dewey. Um, and then also uh, six new spots on 11th in between <laughs> the streetcar tracks and the curb. I love that. Oh, man. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's worked out so well, as you recall from a recent dinner that you had with someone not affiliated with this podcast. Womp. Yeah. Womp. Womp. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, yeah, they want to put these spots there. Well, uh, the city councilor for that, that ward is Joe Beth Hammond. Full disclosure. I'm familiar with her. I am, I am too. Intimately familiar. <laughs> uh, I'm married to that city councilor. Um, she said, mm, I'm going to move to deny this application. And Ward 8 Councilman Stonecipher said, Whoa, 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 don't you want to, hey, whoa, 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 hey, don't you want to talk to the property owners or the business owners around there or anything? And she said, No, not, not really. I mean, this is what it is. And he said, well, I'd like to move that we table this for two weeks until we can talk to the property owners. And uh, she said, well, uh, I don't need to talk to anybody because I know what they want to do is they want to pu- change public space. And that's our purview as the council. It doesn't matter what a property owner says about that. That's the public space that they want to change. Uh, and when this came up at traffic and transportation, they, you know, the Streetcar representative came and protested it, and it causes a lot of problems for parallel parking in between the tracks and the curb. And uh, and so, no, I just and and, uh, and the mayor. Want, you want to claim that the streetcar is public transportation? Then why do we need parking spots? We need people to use it, right? We yeah. don't need people to park there. Uh, and the mayor said, "There's already a motion and a second on the table." And so, um, uh, Councillor Hammond. Ward 7, City Councilor Nikki Nice, Ward 2, City Councilor James Cooper, and the mayor voted yes to the motion to deny it. Stone Cipher, Greenwell, Stone, McAtee, and Griner all voted no on that. And then Stone Cipher said, I moved to defer this for two weeks so that we can talk to the property owners. And Stone Cipher, Greenwell, the mayor, Stone, McAtee, and Griner all voted yes to defer it, and the three youngsters voted no. So again, let me just say, this is in Ward 6, not Ward 8, which is way out in the hinterlands, but for some reason he wanted to get involved, and and it was, he said it, and immediately all the white men on the panel agreed with him and voted with him. I, I... she could have said, I believe she could have said anything. I, uh, I'm going to vote yes on this. Let us do it and let us make sure that we give distinct property rights to that owner, that he owns the parking spot. And let's and make sure it's no. wide enough for every man's F-350 to yeah, fit exactly. there with its monster truck tires. I think at that point it was, it was this fresh mouth woman, uh, <laughs> this little girl up here. I mean, it, uh, like I lost, I lost a lot of respect that I didn't have much to spare uh, uh, for some of the people on that board that day. So it's going to come back up, and uh, it'll come up at the next city council meeting, and I think it'll be fire. 
I'm I'm excited to see it. And it's a good thing I sit up in the press room now because if I was down there in the gallery, I would have gotten mouthy, I think. Instead, I got to be mouthy with my my peers. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, also what happened in that one is that the Greenwell Ordinance was passed. Um, nobody really spoke against it because everything's been said. What's the point of standing up one more time to talk about it? Uh, Nikki Nye said, I'm still against it. Uh, even the, the mayor intervened and wrote an amendment uh, to try to – because he can't stand uh, when – when everybody disagrees with each other, he just like he wants everybody to like him so bad. But uh, so he wrote an amendment, and uh, Nikki said, "Yeah, I still don't like it. I still believe that this has been pushed on us by two councilmen who represent wards without historic properties in them, uh, and they're dictating to to our wards what what should happen. I don't think that that's right." And so, again. Two, six, and seven voted one way, and uh, all the all the white male voters on the board agreed with each other and did what they wanted to do. So um, it'd be really interesting to see, see some of the races coming up because Griner, uh, Griner's seat is up for re-election. Uh, McAtee's is, and McAtee is not going to run. Stone probably will run, but I think could be challenged. Um, but those three seats are going to, uh, are going to come up. Uh, so I would, yeah. I, I hope people run. That's all. I hope they run. I hope they try because I just want to see something different happen, uh, you know. And I want if any of those three are going to keep that seat, I want the I want them to be scared. Oh yeah. And and to think about playing ball with somebody other than the other wealthy white men on the on that board. Um, that's some deep opinion on my part rather than just saying what happened, but that's okay by me because it was bullshit and I was pissed when it happened. So um, one last thing about uh, Board of County Commissioners this week, nothing happened, very short meeting, but in the Public Buildings Authority meeting, they approved a contract to to pay to have a not quite full-time but elevator technician like from this company and let me tell you guys, we're in the wrong business. Uh, get into elevator repair <laughs> because that, finding that part-time position for a year is like $52,000. Wow. It is, the hourly rate is higher than what some attorneys charge. I mean, like it is wild. Uh, and so the elevators at the courthouse are garbage. Hey, There's always at least one broken. Your your prices keep going up. Well, so do your elevators. So you better thank me. <laughs> Uh, goodness. No, it's, it's garbage. There've been times I've had to go to the courthouse where I've like just muscled my way into the elevator and, uh, the elevator like has people who were on it when it came to the first floor and they're still on it when it starts going up. And that's because they got on it like on two and took it down so that they could get back up to the fourth floor or whatever, you know, like it's just, you have to have a strategy for the elevator in that, in that courthouse building. It's a beautiful old building. This is art deco building, the old courthouse, you know, um, the elevators are even kind of neat looking, but boy, they suck. They're garbage. Not everything old is good. Uh, we don't have to preserve everything. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, but the jail downtown. Okay. I don't really have yeah. that much of an opinion. I just wonder why. Uh, you're, you're talking about that beautiful Rick, brick X building, right? No, no, no. Let's no, preserve no, that no, building. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. No, let's no, let's no, make no, sure we keep uh, that building uh, no, 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 standing no, 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 no. tall. <laughs> as a as a 
a tower to the freedom that we've all experienced by having these criminal elements locked up. Locked up. Lock them up. Lock them up. Lock them up. Speaking of locking them up, I want one last thing that happened yesterday, I believe, uh, that you are going to, oh, you're going to get such a kick out of this. The sheriff called a press conference. And uh, he sent this letter out. Uh, PIO emailed it to me. The letter from the sheriff, Sheriff Taylor, not the cool one from TV, but the one that is the sheriff of Oklahoma County. Sheriff pretty darn Taylor. <laughs> um, uh, to Tricia Everest, chair of the board of trustees of the Oklahoma County Criminal Justice Authority. That is the jail trust. Dear Ms. Everest, since the inception of the Oklahoma County Criminal Justice Authority, we, speaking of the sheriff's office, through no fault of our own, have experienced a mass exodus of employees due to their confusion and outright distrust of the county commissioners and the trust when it comes to their future employment, benefits, and the like. In our current state of disastrously low staffing levels, we simply cannot operate in a proper manner and will soon have to seek outside assistance if we are to maintain adequate services. We are well aware of the language of the trust indenture and state statutes when it comes to the sheriff's office role in transition, but the unintended consequences, politics of, and liability created by same have simply created a situation where we can no longer operate. In addition, since the trust spokesman and county commissioners have essentially stated that the jail is so mismanaged, only the trust can remedy its problems. You must agree that it is time for the trust to immediately take over to eliminate any further alleged mismanagement. It goes on in that tone of like, we are beleaguered. We have put up with your bullshit. Just like it goes from like poor us to like, like mean, like aggressive to like professional. And so we wish you the best of luck. But in this letter, and in the press conference, it declares that, uh, therefore, it is my desire that the Oklahoma, that the trust commence operational authority of the Oklahoma County Detention Center on the first day of January 2020 at 12.01 a.m. That's like, uh, oh, it's 10 weeks away. <laughs> like, we got That's, two months to get a jail administration uh, operating. I like the idea that he was just like, why then? That's when the ball's going to drop. <laughs> it's also going to give him time to move hey, his whole staff out of there. You think we're dropping the ball? How about when the ball drops, you take over. <laughs> the ball. Now the ball that's getting dropped is you, son. <laughs> Come 2020, how about you start the year off by dropping the ball on this jail? <laughs> well, you know, if he was Jesus Christ himself, he still would have to back out of that jail and give it over to the trust to take over. <laughs> everything's the sheriff's fault. It's important to me that he said that because I wanted to tell them, you're right, it is your fault. But I, here's a little bit just, let me just wrap up this episode talking about the fact that the the jail is such a wreck, such a mess. And now the sheriff Taylor hasn't been sheriff for all that long, right? So it's been mismanaged since 1991, or it's had its problems since 1991, whether that was management issues or not. But he came in, inherited the whirlwind, was his opinion. But the two main jail administrators, K. 
Captain Sedbrook, Sedbrook and Captain Bailey, they've been there for 19 years. I think it's bad management to keep the same managers that oh, yeah. have had all these problems. Like, this seems like a simple solution to me is replace them. Now, I'm not saying they're doing a bad job. Captain Bailey specifically has really brought this focus on mental health care. Um, a little too little too late. Like, you know, why are we locking people up if they're sick and they need mental health care, right? Whatever. Yeah. But like he's done some good things as far as you know, as far as a cop running a jail, you can't you can't do it well. You can't do it right and humanely. Uh but but if it's such a fucking mess and it is such a fucking mess, then why would you keep the same two managers? Like if your restaurant keeps getting an F rating <laughs> Because it's filthy. Fire that fucking manager. Well, also, if you're going to play this hero, this misunderstood hero character of like, well, everything is my fault. Uh, your your kid's guitar string snaps, and that's my fault. If that's going to be like the tone that you take, then why play such a hostile character at the same time of like, all right, I'm going to give you an impossible timeline to make this yeah. transition and dump all this shit in your lap without trying to help you out or figure this out together collaboratively so that our city can be the best version of itself. Nah. How are you going to play both of those characters nah. at the same time? No, nah, I, because it's politics that the only people who should go to jail are like the president and his cabinet and advisors <laughs> and, uh, all the cops. <laughs> like let's put all the, let's start there. And, uh, <laughs> the executive branch. <laughs> yes. Um, anyway, no, nah, I just, another exciting week, two weeks, in local government and God bless America. Uh, let's, let's close with a prayer. Um, um, just want to say as we're closing out, um, thank you so much for listening and thanks for your support. Uh, remember that you can always reach out via Twitter at OKC underscore span or uh, email info at OKC dash span. Dot com. Uh, check out our website. It's just going to direct you to the Patreon for now, and that's fine by me. Please be a Patreon supporter. I could really use the financial support. I'm going to add to that that if you're listening to this part of the podcast, you have made it more than an hour, presumably, into some very good content. Like, this has been <laughs> an, an exceptionally exciting and funny episode. So <laughs> I, I think that it is your civic duty to mm. support mm. what is going on here. Amen. Um, and I would just encourage you to go to that Patreon account and, you know, just uh, break off a slice of that church money. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and just uh, mm-hmm. cut out a little slice of that mm-hmm. gospel choir funds. Y- your church doesn't need mm-hmm. another light. That's right. They don't need another light. They don't need what they need. They need to replace some letters on their marquee where it says, uh, sign broken, come inside for message. <laughs> Is that what they need? <laughs> they need a need an extra $5 for a joke book for the... Uh, they, don't, they don't need another copy of Pro Tools for their fancy light <laughs> show and concert. What, what you need is you need someone telling you about the inner workings of local government. Mm-hmm. How the sausage gets made, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My gospel background for you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, honestly, if if the if the money doesn't keep flowing in, then you're not going to get any impressions. Lord, of gospel singers, mm-hmm. uh, they're just the funding won't be there. So let's make it happen. I say, people. Lord, 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 Lord.
Um, so it's a Halloween week, so I hope you have a spooky week, everybody. Um, wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on? <laughs> hmm. <sighs> have you heard the, have you seen the ghost of John? Have you seen this guy? <laughs> it's made of bones, but the skin's all gone. Ooh, wouldn't it be chilly with no skin on? You never heard that song? You're kidding me. God, what they do in what they do in whatever place you may or may not be from, if you're even here in the room right now, that you didn't hear that in music class in grade school come I, Halloween time. I don't know how to process that. Because Halloween is the only holiday I like. It's a great holiday. I'm glad it's not a family holiday. Them bones, them bones, them dry bones. Yeah, they're gonna walk around. No, so I really do appreciate you listening and uh I want you to know that um I think you're swell, and I hope that you're telling your friends to listen to this. I hope that you give us a five-star rating and a positive review. Say something like, um, the temperature of this podcast is the same as the temperature in the room where they recorded it. 69. Nice. Okay? (laughs) Say that in your review, and... uh, uh, really appreciate you listening and reviewing it. If you do not like this podcast, don't listen to it. Don't <laughs> tell me about it. Uh, don't tell me anything. Don't even say anything. Never, never speak to me or my son again. If you if you don't like this podcast, go ahead and move to a home not connected to a road. Uh huh. That's right. Go out in a rural property where there's no road abutting your property, and that's where you stay forever. I don't ever leave. And don't, then you won't have to interact with this podcast. You won't talk to me ever again. And if you don't like this podcast, you don't like Oklahoma City. You don't like goodness or mercy or truth or justice. If you don't like this podcast. You certainly don't love Jesus if you don't love this podcast. Clearly. Clearly. You're a um, bad Christian if you don't like this podcast. That's true. Break me off a piece of that church money, Okay. Just a little slice. You're doing the Lord's work. Just a little slice. Just give me a little slice of that tithe. Give me a tithe of your tithe, okay? Give me 10% of your 10%. How about that? That's a 1%. That's a, think about it. 1% of your income, pre-tax. <laughs> don't forget. I mean, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking, rendering a Caesar, et cetera, but let me, let me get mine first, Okay. Um, so thank you so much for listening. This has been OKC Span colon podcast edition. Um, I've really burned some bridges today. <laughs> we'll cut some of it. Not much. No. <laughs> uh, so thank you. Anyway, uh, goodbye. Bye. Busy newsroom. Murmurs. If we started this podcast with a prayer, it would go, it might go a little something like this. Lord, I just, uh, dad, (laughs) in college, I knew people would pray, dad, I'm so so fucking disrespectful. Daddy. This is the creator of the universe you're talking to here. Daddy. Daddy. Daddy, when is mommy coming home? <laughs> no, no, that's the Lord God you're talking to. Yahweh. Uh, no way. Um, <laughs> no way should you be talking to him like that.